Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Black Wedding Podcast. I'm Tania. And this is not Ashley. This is Edwin. You, I do. Yes. <laughs> Ashley is a little under the weather today. Um, and so we actually have her fiance here today. And we have a special guest by the name of Erica. Say hello, Erica. Hi. Very nice to have you on the show today. Nice to be on the show. I'm excited. <laughs> so how was your day, Erica? My day was good. It, it was busy. So I, I work in advertising in Atlanta. So my day-to-day is very varied. I had a ton of meetings today, lots of traffic on my way home. Um, but all in all, it was a good day. Very good. How about you, Ed? Today was pretty good. It was pretty quiet. Minimal meetings. Thankfully, most Tuesdays are pretty slow. So I was able to get through a lot of things in preparation for Wednesday, which has a few more meetings and setting up the back half of the week. So I'll call today a pretty good day overall. That's good. That's How good. about yourself? Today was actually a great day. I didn't have that many patients today. And so um, I'm actually not tired as I usually am. <laughs> um, there was not that much traffic. And so I, today was a blessing. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> good. Awesome. good stuff. Yeah. So do y'all want to go ahead and jump right on in to these questions? I know Ashley at this point would be like, ugh, Tania. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's fine. She ain't here, so we can go ahead and do our our own thing. Yes. (laughs) All right. So, Erica, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to us? Yeah. So, my name is Erica Hughes-Burks. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I work in advertising here in Atlanta. Um, I'm recently married. I got married August 10th. So almost, uh, so about three months ago. So I'm really, really excited. I had an amazing wedding. It was the best day ever. Um, I don't have any negative experiences from my wedding day. I think it was perfect and it was fun. I felt the best that I've ever felt in my life. So I'm so excited to talk to you about my wedding. I had such a blast planning for the wedding. I'm a very organized, very type A, such a planner. And I love weddings. I'm a girly girl to the T. I feel like I've known what I've wanted for my wedding for 10 years. So um, it was just a it was just a really fun time planning it. And I had I had a blast. Very cool. Wow. So yes, we'll talk more about that uh, because I have lots of questions. <laughs> I feel like you and Ashley would like get along quite well because, you know, like because she loves to plan and she is very meticulous in everything that she does. And so, yes. I would have to agree. That yes. Is, that is pretty spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I get to meet her because we were probably, yeah. well, I'm yes. very much that way. Ashley would be like, oh, you can take care of it. Oh, never mind. I got it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take it from here. But, but at least you tried. That's all that matters. Basically. I'm like, I thought you needed help. <laughs> oh, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> all right. So how did you meet your husband? So my husband and I um, have known each other socially for a really long time. So I think we met. We, In fact, we both don't even remember the first time we met each other. It was probably like 10 or 11 years ago. So he's best friends with my cousin. And so we would see each other at birthday parties, you know, social events. We would go to the club together as a group, we'd go bars. We, we just were a part of a one big circle and um, never considered dating each other or anything. I was in the ship and 
he was playing basketball in Europe and we just, he's quite a bit older than me. So we were never like on the same uh, wavelength in terms of, of life stage or anything like that. But we were always social friends. And then um, once he got back to the States from playing in Europe, he uh, had hit me up on DMs on Twitter one day, like after we were going back and forth on like conversation with other people. And he was like, hey, I haven't seen you around, you know, where you been? Because at that time I was, I had moved from Michigan to Chicago and he had moved back to Michigan. And so he was like, I haven't seen you at none of the crew events, like where you been? And I'm like, oh, I moved to Chicago. And then we kind of just started chatting on DM. And after DM, we moved from talking on DM a couple of days, so he like he was like this is silly why don't I just call you then he called me and we like have never stopped talking on the phone since that day eight years seven or eight years ago I love that I absolutely love that yes yeah the fact that you two were friends before you all started dating you know it's always pretty cool to hear yeah especially have that kind of built-in history where you get a chance to see somebody and grow and get to know them over time it's always pretty dope yeah, and it's the cool thing about it is that like I knew him and I knew his. I knew that like he had a good background. He, yeah. he was from a good pedigree, so I didn't feel like I had to vet him out. Um, the funny thing is though, like once we started DMing and dating and talking, we didn't tell <laughs> the rest of the friend group because <laughs> we didn't want it to get awkward. So like <laughs> we were we dated long distance the entire time we were dating, but like what would happen? is I would come back to Michigan to see my family and we would hang out as the crew and like we would go separately and then oh. like we would like dinner after. And- so y'all were like a, a Hollywood couple like separate entrance, separate departures. <laughs> yes, gotcha. yes. If this doesn't work out because he's best friend with my cousin and there's family involved and they're like we have tons of similar friends that we're like Makes we sense. don't want it to get yeah, awkward. absolutely. Like kept it to ourselves for probably three or four months until like somebody realized that on a one day we, I was somewhere where I probably, I they, I had never been before. And they're like, what are you doing at open gym? <laughs> like, how did you oh, even know open gym? <laughs> and so then after that, we had to tell everyone like, oh, I'm here to see him. And <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> So how long were you dating your husband before you two got engaged? So we dated about five and a half years before we got engaged, all long distance. So he was living in um, Michigan and I was living in Chicago. And then I moved to Atlanta. And then um, a couple months after I got, I moved to Atlanta, we got engaged. Gotcha. Now, this Mm -hmm. is not one of the questions, but how was the long distance relationship? You know, I think that um, it's not bad for us. We actually have like got into a really good rhythm. Again, I'm very planned and very organized. So we plan out our schedule three or four, five months in advance. We know that we're going to see each other every other weekend. We try not to go longer than like two to three weeks without seeing each other. Um, it forces us to communicate more because when all you have is communication, then you're constantly communicating everything about your day. And like, you're talking about planning stuff, you're scheduling together. We were both extremely committed to the relationship and to uh, being together. So the distance was just like powerful from the course. It was something we just had to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, but we were just like extremely committed to each other in the relationship. So it kind of like 
worked itself out. And then we got, once we got into a rhythm, it was like, we just, we were used to it. Like, that's just how things are. And I know that in the summers when his schedule is longer, is lower, he can spend, you know, a month or three to four weeks wherever I am. And then in the winter, when my schedule is lower and I have the holidays and stuff, I can spend a month or three or four weeks with him. So we have times of the year we spend more time and times we're year we spend less time but it just got to a point where we were used to it and we got into a good rhythm and we were very planned and organized that makes sense yeah in a long distance relationship communication is key and you know like a lot of couples fail in communication and so so you two already had that yeah very good yeah and I think with technology, with like with FaceTime and Skype, like there are so many things that you can do. So we FaceTime a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we would talk in the morning. Like we would just talk so much more than I think a lot of normal couples talk just because we have to communicate that way. Sense. Okay. So how and when did you know that he was the one? So I would say that I felt like I knew that when he was the one, when um, he just so seamlessly integrated into my life. I have a sister who is a year older than me and her and I are like twins and we're attached at the hip and like we do everything together. And that's intimidating to a lot of guys coming into the situation because we are so close Mm -hmm. and we date me like, you kind of got to be comfortable with her. You have to be comfortable with her being around. I always lived with her. So when I was in Michigan, I lived with her. I lived with her in Chicago. And so like just being, and we're both like two very dominant type A people. Mm -hmm. And so when he came into the situation, he never not once like thought twice about including her into our relationship or just being comfortable with her being around. Mm -hmm. And there'll be times and instances in Chicago when we were going on a date and he would say like, hey, is she coming with us? Like, we're going to the movies tonight. <laughs> like, what's she going to do? Or whatever. Anything like that. I just knew that he was like really all into me and what I had going on. And he was very consistent. And, That's awesome. Um, all of that. So I knew, I'm like, if he can love me and he can love my sister or he can love like my mom, I'm very close to my mom. And he always respected the relationships that I had. Mm-hmm. figured out how he folded himself into the, that situation like made me love him and know that if if that was taken care of, then I know everything else would be easy. So wow, it's definitely a blessing. Mm-hmm. Don't find that. Yeah, that's huge. Anytime you can integrate people into the family environment and people that are close to you and love you the most, that's absolutely critical. So that's mm-hmm. great to hear. Yeah, yeah, and family is like the number is my number one thing. Family means so much to me. I'm so family centered. I grew up very with a tight knit group with my mom, my brother, you know, my sister, my dad. Everyone's so close that I'm like, that's number one. And so once he passed that, I was like, oh, we good. All sisters go. Yeah. Very good. So when did y'all start talking about marriage prior to your engagement? Man, we had talked about marriage probably long before we actually got engaged. I think we both knew we would get engaged. Of course, I wanted to come a little bit sooner, but uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually the case. Yeah. <laughs> you know, things happen, and like you know, you can tell you sometimes the road winds and twists and turns, but um, we had we knew we both well, we knew that we both wanted to get married. 
So that's number one is I think you have to establish like, do you want to get married? Is marriage a value for you? Is it important? And we both said really early on, like we want to have mm-hmm. get married and want to have kids. So we okay. have understood that about each other. And then we began to think about like, okay, if we do get married, how do we end this distance? How do we talk about like careers and roles? Because we're both career oriented. He, he's a um, financial planner. He coaches basketball as well. So we're both like extremely busy people. So we wanted to make sure that we talked about like roles and, and all of that. Because I think that's so important. And you don't necessarily talk about that stuff when it pertains to marriage, but it's, it's super important to figure out like, can you deal with my career and mm-hmm. wanting to move up the ladder and wanting to be a dominant force and me traveling. I travel all the time mm-hmm. for work. I probably travel two to three times a month. And so, like, what does that look like for a family and all of these other questions that you have to answer? So I would say that we probably started talking about a marriage a year into the relationship. And then like, we had a lot of stuff to iron out, obviously. And then my mom got really, really sick Mm -hmm. in probably two years in. And so like my whole life kind of stopped because she had a a massive stroke. And so that completely turned everything upside down. I had to take her in. I had to take care of her. Mm -hmm. And like, we're still dealing with that today. She's alive. She's doing amazing. Uh, That was almost five years ago. But like that, that's a whole different thing that like, I didn't know how to deal with. So obviously he doesn't know what to do with that. So then you have to figure out another element of like how you work around that and what that means for our system and our unit. So I felt as though coming, we had had so many conversations about like planning again and like what we would do with things Mm -hmm. that the conversation about marriage was just like when versus if. And so since you said when, I just want to ask. Mm-hmm. So you guys had this process. You knew each other. You built this great, deep, true relationship. So how did he do it? Yeah. How did he propose? Yeah. So I knew a proposal was coming again because yeah. I'm like, it's about that time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I assumed it would come in like the holiday season of 2017. Like I'm like, okay, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, something like that. It must be coming. And then it didn't. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Like he had started talking to my sister all the time, like over texts. My sister and I are again always together. Yeah. And so like when I'm with her, I noticed that he was texting her all the time. Or that when she I was with him, like she was texting him. And I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> What's going on? Well, I, was like, I know they're friends, but I'm like, they talking a lot. So I was like, okay, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And um, so then we he has his company has this big annual black tie ball every year in January. So I was like, okay, maybe this is an event that it could happen at. So we get to the um event. So this is January 2018. We get to the event, I planned for it, I did beautiful dress and um, hair and makeup, you know, the whole nine. And so before we get to the event, he was like, well, this is at the event, someone, there are a couple of people give speeches and some people give speeches about other people who get awards and all of this other stuff. So he was like, hey, this year, this is our fourth or fifth time going to the event. He was like, this year, I'm giving a speech for one of his coworkers. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, he's got the... <laughs> he's gonna propose. And so he gets up there and like he oh, actually does the speech for the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in my seat, like, dang, like I thought it was, you know, I could it could be happening, but this is not it. And so once he 
did the speech, he actually did. Like he started talking about me. Like he, okay. they closed and clapped, and then he was like, "One more thing, I have something else to say." And while he was up there, they um, he started talking about me and his love and how I'm so supportive of his career. And it was most of his like colleagues in the financial sector. They all come together for this event and like how I'm so supportive and, and helpful in his career. And then they put um, a picture of us like on the screen. Oh man! And they start like Jesse Powell. You. Yes. This is one of my favorite songs. That's a strong like, move. I like that. Um, then he called me on the stage. It was the stage. He called me up. I got up and then like he got <laughs> out on one knee and I started crying. And it was just that's beautiful. That's really good. He did that one. And I, I got to give him. He did that at an event where you already dressed up. So, okay. I, I like his style. Yes. That's well, so that's one of my stipulations. I was like... I love you, and I know you love me, but do not propose to me in workout clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a girly girl, and like my hair is done, and I legit wear a dress every day. So I was like, "Do not <laughs> propose to me on Thursday." I got a workout. No, no, that. My hair done. I can't pull it, the hair tie, sweatpants. Okay, okay. Fair None enough. Of that. Fair enough. <laughs> like he knows me, you know, and so. He did that, and I was I was like just thankful, you know. It was a great, great moment. Good stuff. Job well done, sir. Yes, I know your picture came out amazing, (laughs) by the way. Oh, thank you. How many people were in your bridal party? So I had six, and he had seven, and I didn't. We didn't have any kids. No kids. No kids. Like we wanted an adult only wedding. Nice move. And so. We were like, it's kind of, you know, exactly. kids show out, exactly. out at weddings. So when I thought about some kids showing out, I was like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> but we opted out. And like, um, <laughs> we have a lot of close friends and I have a close, some nieces that are young. So it would have been hard to pick Kid, you know, which kids anyway. So we are just like, to like eliminate the conversation and to not have nobody show out. Wow. We just did. Yeah, I did. Uh, six Very cool. Seven. That's good stuff. So in that mm-hmm. six, I know one of the primary jobs is to make sure they send you off right. So where did you go to the extent you could share for your bachelorette party? So we okay. went to D.C. Um, I was really excited. We wanted, I wanted something different because I had done Vegas and Miami and like right. all of those cities so many times. And I wanted something that was chocolate, like a city that had, you know, our people, a city that had like culture, a good vibe. And DC showed us a great time. We got us an Airbnb. I think there was 11 girls, um, got an Airbnb, like right in, in that U Street area. And we did clubs and day parties, brunch, just a whole scene in DC. I had an amazing time. It was great. It sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking about your bridesmaids, how did you pick them? So it was easy because I have a girl's girl and I love girl's time. And I love girlfriends. But I have like girls I feel like fewer that I go deeper with in relationships and um, friends that I've known for a while. So my um, sister was obviously my maid of honor. My niece, or one of my nieces, I have four, but one of my nieces, um, she was in it. Who I feel like she's more like a sister to me. That's my baby. And then my best friend from middle school, high school, 
one of my best friends from college was in it. And then two of my best girlfriends who also went to, we all went to Michigan State. And so they all also went to Michigan State, but I can't became very close living with them in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And they're like sisters. So it was pretty easy to pick uh, girls who are just, know our relationship, love us as a couple, and then that just did a good job of supporting me through the experience. Makes sense. Okay. Moving into the wedding. Yeah. What were your wedding colors? Yeah. So my uh, colors were neutral. It was like champagne, rose gold, ivory, a very neutral, um, classic palette. Okay. Nice stuff. So just out of curiosity, Mm -hmm. because I'm a not unlike your husband, I'm in the finance accounting space, so money matters. So how many guests y'all have? We have 120. So we wanted to keep it small enough that we knew everybody there and that everyone knew us both and like that um, we have a relationship with them, presence aid. And then we also wanted to make sure that it was large enough that, you know, we felt like we didn't have to cut people to the bone. So getting to the guests was probably one of the hardest things. We did it really quickly, though. Like once we got engaged, maybe within like two weeks, we had a, a guest list established and then we like cut from there. But we, we tried to keep it manageable because, you know, with weddings, everything is per person. Exactly. So the more people... You got five people. That's an extra five thousand dollars because yep. <laughs> they got to drink. You need more tables, more flowers. Like you, people just think about the food and their alcohol, but it's really like flowers and tables and centerpieces, and you know everything is multiplied when you have more people. So we tried to keep it awesome. as like one twenty is a great possible. number. Yeah, that's yeah. a great number. Yeah, I don't know how you did it, but that's a really right. good number. <laughs> <laughs> We know a lot of people. I know a lot of people. We have big families. And that's another thing we did. So uh-huh. we're both from Flint, Michigan, but okay. we had the wedding here in Atlanta. Savvy. And so that was able yeah, cut out a lot of people because people just can't travel. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so we were able to, like, that was an easy way to be like, okay, we're just having Atlanta. And then that completely reduces the amount of people you have there. So that was one thing that we did. We knew that so, we were going to have mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you put this whole thing together, did you have any help like a planner or a coordinator or did you kind of just run it by yourself in the process? So I had a month of coordinator, uh, Casey Arone at Casey Arone on Instagram, A-A-Y-C-I-A-R-H-O-N-E. Um, and she was fabulous at helping me like pull my last minute um, details together and like coordinate the day of. She was excellent on the day of, in terms of her demeanor, she was calm and kept everyone on task. Um, For the most part, everything leading up to the day, like for the the year and a half I spent planning, I did most of that myself. Um, I used a ton of, or with my sister, of course, she was uh, excellent help in in helping me like bounce ideas and and think about things. Mm -hmm. I use Pinterest a lot. So I had a. I started a Pinterest board probably five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, you gotta stay ready. I respect that. Stay prepared. Yeah. Stay ready. You never have to do it. Exactly. One of my favorite phrases. But I started a Pinterest board alone. So I just had to like create like um, sections within the board. Like once I got super serious about planning to organize all my thoughts and ideas. And then I also used the not Zola and Wedding Wire apps because I felt like 
all of them had different like uh, strong points mm-hmm. and that like, their timelines were a little bit different. And so I would bounce things off the three to try to make sure that I was staying on timeline and that, you know, I could triangulate what, you know, Zolo was good at, at addressing and the um, sending out invites and their websites were really, really good. But Wedding Wire had a better timeline and, you know, the knot was just good at vendors. So I was able to like, by able, using multiple things, I was able to kind of triangulate and plan everything myself. Okay. Good stuff. So since you planned your own wedding, what would you say are the top three vendors that would make or break a wedding? So I think for us, we tried to prioritize like what we thought was most important on the day. For me, that was hair and makeup because I'm like, this is one shot. I want to look the best that I've ever looked in my life, right? And so if I don't look good and my girls don't look good, then I'm not going to feel like we. I'm having a good time. So yeah, I think that was probably the first one. And I had amazing makeup artists and um, amazing hairstylists. So my makeup artist was Patrice Morgan of Glam Crazy, and that's at G. L-A-M-K-R-A-Z-Y. And then um, my hairstylist was Brandy Fry of Be Fly, F-L-Y-Y, I believe, Experience. Um, and I'll have to look that name up. But um, so they were amazing. So that was the first thing. Um, I think the second thing was um, our DJ was the bomb. And like, we just, we really love music and we wanted to have a party because um a lot of the people who were our guests were there they're younger and so absolutely you're like we want to turn up <laughs> we want to have a good party we want to do i want to like i danced for hours good. i felt like my legs hurt the next day <laughs> and so that was a priority for us and um our dj was i am dj ever um e-v-e-r and so he was great and then i think the third thing for us, this is kind of hard because the venue was a big thing. Like just making sure the venue was beautiful in itself. Mm-hmm. But our venue, so this is kind of tied together. Our venue also had um, food. So our venue and our food came in, like I don't have the food and alcohol. And so we wanted to have like a good meal because I'm like, you know, leading up to the wedding, you were a lot of sacrifice to make sure I got to put in this dress and... <laughs> <laughs> and like I wanted, to eat I wanted my guests to eat good and I wanted everyone to enjoy the food because I feel like weddings get such a passe about having bad wedding food and so I didn't want to come and have bad wedding food I didn't want my guests to have bad wedding food so we getting our food was delicious and so um I think those are the top three things for me but I think that's something that you and your partner have to talk about like we talked about mm-hmm. you know what is most important to you and like I think that's how he kept me honest because there were some things that came like to a decision and I'm like, I'm between two flower, you know, floors. And he's like, that's not one of my top three, you know, go with the cheaper one. I like or this dude. I, this dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wasn't that involved, but like when I, I came to him with big decisions, let him know I was with somebody. Sure. But like, if it wasn't our priorities, he was like, that's not, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to do this mirrored seating tire. You know, it's $2,000. And he's like, that is not a priority. You know, you better get you something else. And so <laughs> we like, we coming back <laughs> to like our priorities. And I think that was very helpful to us to make, like figure out what was important to us 
we could know that that's where I spend. I told him like my hair and makeup, I ain't going out. I'm spending whatever. And that wasn't a, a discussion because that was a priority for us. Gotcha. Good stuff. I have a quick question. So did your makeup artist and also your hairstylist stay the entire wedding? So they, they did not. Neither one of them did. I didn't get that package. Um, so um, my hairstylist, and I don't think I needed them to be um, quite honest with you. It's up to uh-huh. the bride though. Um, like my makeup artist, she was there while I'm getting ready. We did pictures getting ready. I did a first touch versus the first look. So we kind of touched back to back and took some pictures mm-hmm. and then touched me up. And then uh, we took some pictures around um, the hotel. She touched me up again and she stayed until I went to the venue, like until I got on the bus to go to the venue. Okay. And then she gave us like touch up kits like that okay. for me and all the bridesmaids to take with us. And then my hairstylist just did my hair and left after she was done, but she like left the clips and everything in there. And we pulled them out. Um, I also have bridesmaids who are like super savvy with hair and makeup. So one of my bridesmaids is like the bomb. Her name's Alicia. She's so creative and like she could, she does hair and makeup. And um, my other bridesmaids, Tanisha and Brie, like they were, you know, making sure I was shimmered <laughs> up and I had, Uh And so I think it just depends on, um, I knew that they would be there and that they would be able to jump in and help me and like touch up my lips and put my bronzer on. So I didn't necessarily need to pay the extra to have the people stay. But I think that's something you have to assess, you know, based on who is going to be around you that day. So Erica, what's your favorite memory from your wedding day? What do you really think about that day that sticks out the most to you? My favorite memory of the day is definitely swag surfing on the dance floor. Yes. Well, it was going to be epic, but like there's these pictures that um, the photographers took and while we're swag surfing, me and one of my friends, our hair, like so our <laughs> hair is lifted. Oh, that's so hair. good. And like, I am so far off the ground, you guys, with my surf. You, you're into it, as it should be. <laughs> So into it, and my husband was into it. Like his friend, like everybody. I feel like everybody there was on a dance for a swag, swag surfing. And I, I've looked at those pictures so many times, and I just, I just love that moment because we were all full of just joy, and we were having such an amazing time. Awesome. So, and that's what I wanted on my wedding. I wanted to look great, and I wanted to have a fun time. I wanted it to be a celebration. Yeah. So that was definitely awesome. My you can't be the good swag surf. So. No, you cannot be the sex waxer ever. <laughs> Good stuff. You were talking about the venue earlier. Why did you choose the venue that you selected? I chose the Piedmont Room, which is right on the tip of Piedmont Park in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a beautiful venue. I think um, with a lot of people coming from out of town, I wanted a venue that was close to the city. So Piedmont Room is in Midtown, so you can see from it the windows they have a ton of windows and natural light yeah. in the venue it's a lot of um drapery drapery in the venue as along the window so you can see the entire atlanta uh, skyline from it which is beautiful um i wanted to take some pictures outside so it allowed us to be able to take pictures in the indoors and then have pictures outside as well as um, there, it was close proximity to the hotels in Midtown. So it was less than a mile, maybe a mile from the Lowe's Hotel, which we use as our host hotel. Oh, great. And so I thought, um, yeah, that it would be easy for guests to get back and forth because about 75% of our guests came from outside of, of Atlanta. 
So I wanted like the whole weekend to be seamless for them and that they didn't feel like, cause you know, traffic is so bad. You're coming from the like Flint where mm-hmm. there's no traffic. Being in a city like in Atlanta is overwhelming and it's just not a good experience if you're sitting in traffic, you're late right. for a wedding. And so I, I wanted to eliminate all of that. So the Piedmont room was gorgeous. It had a great location, allowed us to be close to hotels um, to help us e- easily navigate the city. Good stuff. Yeah, the Piedmont room is beautiful. One of my good friends, he's actually yeah, considering that as one of his venues and it's amazing. So Fantastic. Yeah. I can only imagine how great the photos came out. They were awesome to work with, for sure. I think they were a well-oiled machine. Like a, when um, they do a ton of weddings, I was concerned about a room flip. I mean, they flipped our room in like 45 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were so fast yeah. and, and just efficient. They had a ton of communication leading up to, because since I'm not, I had moved to Atlanta, like I said, three months or four months before we got engaged and I planned the wedding. So we, we had a longer engagement, about a year and a half, because I didn't know any of the scene down here. I didn't know any vendors. Sure. I had to like go to wedding shows or use my online research. I used Instagram or like I asked a couple of people who I knew were getting married here. But it took me longer to do research on everything because I wanted to make sure that I was doing a thorough job. Um, but that was one of the things that I liked about the Piedmont Room. Like they, they let me come to at least like three to four different setups of weddings that they were going to have. So I would tell them like, Hey, I want to come and check out the venue to look at what a ceremony looks like. Right. And they're like, sure. Just come Saturday before the, the bridal party gets here. Oh wow. And yes. And like, they were like, and they were like, I'll oh, come next week. We have a different setup. And so they, they were really like nice and let allowed me to see some uh, different things and ask a ton of questions. They were amazing. to work. Very with. cool. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. So how would you describe your wedding? Like if you had to pick three words or three themes that kind of describe that day, what would you think of? What would, you, what would come to mind? Um, so I would say my wedding was elegant. Um, Definitely sounds with like just it. just a neutral palette and um, everything, you know, it was just classy and gold and, and regal and just beautiful. Um, nothing overdone. Like I didn't go over the top with anything, but it was very elegant. I would definitely say fun. I had, Multiple people were like, man, you know, this is one of the best weddings I've ever been to where our crowd just intermixed with each other so Uh well. And um, we had a ton of friends, we had family. So I would definitely say fun. And then um, I would probably say joyous or or happy. I I am a crier at weddings. So I knew I was going to cry, but I didn't because I was so happy. Like I was so happy i was so he was so happy you know my sister was happy my mom was happy everyone was so happy that there was just not a need to cry so that's a celebration of joy sounds amazing yeah <laughs> so going back to the reception what was your first dance song we danced to beauty by drew hill which is a different song but um <laughs> so like Flint, where we're from in Flint, Michigan, everyone does like um, this two-step, like uh-huh. a slow dance. Beauty is the perfect song to like slow dance two-step to. And so we were going through the songs, like that was one of the criteria. It was like, it has to be a dance that we can do our Flint slow dance two-step to. <laughs> and we both like, <laughs> I think beauty takes me back to like high school. Yes. And um, I love the lyrics in the song. I think it's so applicable to 
us and to love. And so that, that was what we chose. Awesome. I definitely need to look up mm-hmm. that slow dance two step. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> See how to get out of foot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, getting to the food, you love the food. Um, did you all have a buffet or plate at dinner? And like, do you remember the food? Well, of course you do, but you know, but how was it? Yeah, so we had family style. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, we had at first we were thinking about doing plate it, but then um, we we had both talked about it. And two of the other best weddings that I've been to were both family style, and I felt like family style was more, more communal. They cost for more conversation amongst the mm-hmm. table. And then if you want more food, you can get more food. If you don't, you don't have to get more food. You know, get a lot of food. So we thought that was perfect. Um, we ended up having a steak and stuffed chicken and then um, a vegetarian uh, mushroom-type pasta. Perfect. And they were all delicious with the steak. We had, like, with the, on the place, there were mashed potatoes. It was um, some honey glazed corn, green beans, broccolini, and, like, you just passed around. It was super easy. The food was absolutely just delicious. I think it was definitely some of the best wedding food that we've tasted. Um, so that was nice. And then in cocktail uh, hour, we had past hors d'oeuvres. Like while we went and took pictures, we had some past hors d'oeuvres. So we had like bacon wrapped dates. We had like mini pork tacos and we had mac and cheese balls and we had something else. But our food was really, really good. Sounds, really that sounds good. amazing. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm starving. <laughs> I only have one more question. So if you were to go back to like the day you got engaged and start this whole process over again with the wedding planning, what's maybe one thing you would tell yourself or do differently throughout that process? Um, if anything. So I think it was probably before I got engaged, I would tell myself to just be more patient mm, okay. and relax because I felt, I feel as though, and I'm sure he feels this, like the last maybe six months leading up to the engagement, I was so tense. And it, I was tense because, like, I was ready. And I'm like, when is this happening? When is this happening? I felt like I did not enjoy those those last six months of, like, whatever we had of weddings, of, you know, Christmas, of celebrations, just because I was tense waiting to get to the next stage. And I think that's indicative of this, of my personality. But um, a lot of my friends, we've talked about that. And I feel like a lot of my friends feel the same way. Like that last six months, they were just so tense and ready and like expecting that you don't actually enjoy the day to day because um, it's, you have to enjoy every season that you're in while you're in that season and you're preparing for the next. And instead of like feeling like you're um, rushing through something, how do you prepare for the next season? How do you be patient in the timeline and knowing that, you know, when stuff is ready for you, when God doesn't allow anything to miss you. So what is for you will reach you and you will never miss you. So how do you just enjoy the time that you're in and the season that you're in while you're preparing to go to the next day? Makes sense. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Our final question, what advice would you give a newly engaged fiance? So I would say enjoy that time together. I think our first six months of our engagement 
were so fun because we connected with family and friends um, during that first six months. So I would say like we got engaged and then uh, instead of posting on social media, I had like, I tried to take as many of my girlfriends out to dinner or coffee or drinks or whatever those first couple weeks to tell them in person that we got engaged. And then following that, like, you know, we um, met up with a lot of his family to celebrate. We met up a lot with a lot of my family to celebrate. There were a few people people at like he's so close to because he went to uh, Prairie View A&M mm-hmm. in Houston, Texas and I had only been there maybe once and so like there was a few other people that he's really close to that were going to come to the wedding that I hadn't met we were like let's go to Houston and let's meet with them and celebrate with them and then we had some more fans in Dallas so we went to Dallas <laughs> and we met up with them and like it was just a great time for us to like enjoy and connect with our family and friends and so um I think that was that's advice what I would give is just how do you spend that time like have, letting everyone love on you and and appreciate you because the engagement process goes by really, really fast, but it's such an exciting time. And like, how do you figure out how you can celebrate each other? Fantastic. Yeah. And I love that you two didn't post right after you all got engaged. Yeah, that's dope. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we talked about that. Like, I don't remember if we talked about it before, but we definitely, I think we might have talked about that actually before. Like, what, what have we thought about posting? But we definitely talked about it immediately. And we both agree, like, you know, we want to make sure that we t- we call parents and FaceTime and talk to family and friends. And like, I wanted to tell my girls in person because they all have been so invested <laughs> in this relationship with me. <laughs> so I to tell them in person. And, you know, he wanted to tell his friends and stuff. Um, so, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So we can go ahead and move on to the unsolicited advice. This week we'll be hearing our advice from Ed. You know, right. Ashley usually gives this to us, but, you know. She does. Yeah. So, but we'll hear it from you today. All right. Unsolicited advice. Uh, not too dissimilar from what Erica said. As you go throughout the engagement process, really just taking time to take a step back, breathe. Trust your work. You've done the research. Trust your instincts. Things will get done. You're going to have everything come out. Things work for the good. Trend toward what you're looking for because you put the time in, you have a vision, and you let people know about the vision. And by and large, they have every incentive to lean toward that. So just trust the process and things tend to work out. It's okay to have you know a few moments. You may have to dial up on people a little bit and make sure they're on point, stay on the path. But overall, things tend to work out as they should. So just keep that in mind. Keep focus on the big picture and they can be happy when the big day comes. All right. Well, before we go, can I make sure that I give a shout out to some of my wedding vendors who I have not talked about? Yes. Yes. My vendors were amazing and phenomenal. So I tried to my best to work with black vendors whenever possible. And I kept true to that um, with the exception of my videographer and my cake baker, I went with the bakery. Then videographer, I went with someone else. But I tried my hardest to like interview two to three black vendors in every category for black businesses. I'm so like that is such a focus for me in general. So I knew I 
I wanted to do that. So I didn't talk about my photographer. He's a Michigan-based photographer who flew to Atlanta to do the wedding. He's phenomenal. His name is Ross. He owns Q11 Photography. So at Q11 Photography, that was amazing. He did a great job. I mean, my, our pictures were featured in Essence.com and like tons of other like Instagram blogs and sites. So he was awesome. I want to shout out our premarital counselors. So we did pre six sessions of premarital. We also used them for our officiant at our ceremony. So it was Michael and Lorraine Forrester, and they are a, a relationship ministry or a relationship ministry. They were amazing, and I cannot thank them enough for helping us talk through different things um, that we went through on the day. And then our for florist, uh, she's a African American lady who owns her own horse company and her prices were well just so much less expensive than a ton in her industry and she did a phenomenal job not only did she like plant uh plant out our designs she actually picked up the flowers after the wedding and donated them and like she she offered to do that i wanted to do that anyway but she offered to do that to us so her name was carla duncan and she was on on occasions of atlanta and um, and I already talked about the makeup artist Patrice Morgan at Glam Crazy, hairstylist Brandy Fry at B F L Y Y Experience on Instagram, and then um, my the the people who did my alterations were also African American dress shop. Um, so I didn't use them to buy the dress, but they did the alterations. My dress fit like a glove, and they did an amazing job. So it was TK Bridal's in alterations in Sandy Springs. So thank you. And I talked about my planner, Casey Aron, um, my wedding coordinator who got everything together, their DJ ever who did our amazing DJ. Um, they were, um, everyone was awesome to work with on time, professional, and just, they made my day a breeze. And so I cannot thank all of them enough for helping me and helping me and my husband have an awesome, awesome wedding. Wow. Like I'm over here, like writing down all, right. <laughs> like, 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 like everyone. <laughs> I need to look up all these people. You know, got to support black Ed, who do you have? So I have a caterer that we had a chance to work with throughout the process of selecting our caterer for the ceremony. And just throughout the process, they had a great spirit about them. And food was obviously very good. But beyond that, just the way they engage you, it was a familiar aspect to them. They were really authentic in how you engage them and really sought to try to match our vision. And so uh, AV Gourmet. And so it's based in Atlanta. And their website was AV Gourmet. And on Instagram, they can be located at AV underscore Gourmet. And could not recommend them more highly. Uh, really quality people. And just the spirit in which they go about the business. On top of the quality of their food and the vision they have for trying to be creative in ways to make your reception unique and special uh, for your day. So I really appreciate the work they do and would love to recommend them in this environment. Yes, the food was really good. I went to, um, I guess, well, it wasn't your first tasting, but it was one of the tastings and it was really, yes, yeah, was, yeah the food was really good. So I have um, a planner. Uh, she's located in Virginia. Um her name is Ruth. I just found her on Instagram. She is a planner and uh, her Instagram name is Raise the Ruth Events. 
And so she's located out there. And so that's who I have today. (laughs) All right. So Erica, it was very, very nice talking to you. Likewise. Thank you guys for having me. I was excited to share more. Yes. Fantastic. Loved hearing about your wedding. And, I, and I'm and i definitely going to look up all these people that you mentioned <laughs> when it comes my time. I'll reach out to you. You said five years in advance, you know. <laughs> Prepare. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Ed, thank you so much for stepping in for Ashley. Most definitely. Yeah. You're certainly welcome. Glad I could help. Yes, we will have you back on very soon. All right, just let me know. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Y'all do the same. All right, bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.